0: To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Give it to me. Hey everyone, I'm Molly Wood. And I'm John Merritt. To me. Welcome to It's a Thing, the weekly podcast supported by you, which breaks off small pieces of reality as though they were a piece of that Kit Kat bar and makes them comprehensible, thus bringing a bel- bewildering world just that much more into focus. Thanks for joining us. I'm still working on reading. It
1: is uh, it is like a Kit Kat bar because we have, we have so, so many different flavors, you know? That's true. Yeah.
0: There's two of us.
1: Yeah. We're yeah. not
0: like a Kit Kat single because nobody wants that.
1: No, no. No. And uh, we are both <laughs> crunchy and chocolate covered.
0: <laughs> <laughs> We're both comprised of a mysterious form of crispy nougat. The the versions of us
1: from Canada always taste a little better than the
0: ones in the U.S. <laughs> we have a catchy theme song.
1: <laughs> we, we know how to push metaphors way past the point of any way, sense.
0: Way past. <laughs> Meanwhile, Rich is like, listen, when I, by the way, Rich wrote that intro and it did not include the Kit Kat bar. That was an unfortunate ad lib that has let us down to candy. Yeah. Well, it's October, so we got to talk about candy apparently all the time.
1: Not sorry, wrong, wrong candy. Right, that's a Reese's commercial reference. If you haven't seen the commercials I for
0: Nope, Reese's. I just heartily agreed because that seemed like the right thing to do. <laughs> <laughs> all right, uh, my first thing uh,
1: for this week, I, I stole directly from uh, Sarah Lane, uh, Daily Tech News Show, uh, and I had not heard about it before she mentioned it, uh, but it's apparently all the rage. Calling something mid, m i d. To mean kind of basic, average, not that great. It definitely has a negative connotation, but it's not damning. It's not like the worst. It's like yeah, it's just mid.
0: So like mid is the new meh.
1: Kind of yeah. It's 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 definitely in the meh. You know, oeuvre. Yep. But it's I de- you. It's love all. It's definitely and it, and the way meh is, it's kind of degrading. Kind of labeling it as you know, oh, it's just mid. So mid.
0: Right. Oh, I like that. I'm a fan. I'm a fan of mid. I had not heard this. Sarah Lane, of course, also always uh, hip and stylish. So, of course, she knew this one. I'm into it. I can't wait to start using this. Yeah. Uh, Because you got to admit, meh had gotten a little old and also it's just sort of hard to, you know, it doesn't really go. It sort of just trails off and it sounds a little like soupy. Mm -hmm.
1: And it's I feel like meh is supposed to and still has a connotation of you. Like, I'm meh about that. Whereas mid is ne- doesn't involve you. It's just You're mid. Like, that's, that thing over there, that's
0: mid. Right. <laughs> not me. Totally. I'm not. Ooh, yes. Outstanding. Mm-hmm. Okay, good language find. I really like it. And yeah, it's, not, I would it's, say a, it's not so it's not so mid language find. <laughs> like, it's not so extreme one way or the other. It's nice. Yeah. Just right, a nice right. way to... Because honestly, let's be real, you don't have to hate everything. You don't have to love everything. It doesn't have to be everything and it doesn't have to be the worst. It could just be mid. Yeah.
1: And Fantastic. and in a in a world of min maxers, right? It's nice to have something <laughs> in between.
0: Are we are we centrists? Is that what's happening here? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Maybe. I mean, that's what Winston Churchill says happens as you get older. So
0: Yeah, that may be. That may be. Um, well, I will tell you that a thing that is a thing, and thank you to my child once again, stealing directly from my kid is perfectly cut screams. Screams? Screams. Screams. like like yelling loudly yep. like Scream. screaming in horror or delight or when you fall down, there is an entire genre of humor on TikTok and maybe reels, if that's how you roll, that is literally about showing you a scene. And then hilariously cutting off the scream mid-scream.
1: Oh, that kind of perfectly cut scream. Yep. So the scream starts and then The
0: scream starts and then it kind of ends and it's hilarious because you're like, did you hear the scream start? There is even uh, with 1.2 million followers, an account on TikTok called Cut Perfectly, where I believe I'm just going to play one and see if it has some perfectly cut screams because I bet it does. (laughs) Love each
1: other.
0: And like the scream never completes or goes on too long, it's just perfectly cut for maximum okay. hilariousness. And I, and
1: I can confirm from this end that without the video, not nearly as effective. Yeah, totally. (laughs) You have to, I think you have to be seeing the action for, because you need to build up the anticipation that the scream will continue. And then when it's gone, that's when you're like, whoa, whoa, what happened?
0: Right. Totally. And so if you've seen like the two cats, like, you know, all of a sudden leap out of the guy's arm and hear him scream, or you see this one is excellent at like, oh, I'm looking at a bug. The bug jumped in my face. I heard half a scream and it cut off and then it went to the next one. And producer rich point is pointing out in our discord that I feel like harsh jump cuts are a meta web video thing, which is totally true. But the scream thing is pretty like reliably funny. And I'm not sure why, because some action happens and then you hear a scream, but then it ends. And maybe it's just that you don't have to sit with it too long or even hear it too long. I don't know, Yeah, but it really works. I feel like
1: we've been having this conversation for 20 years. Uh, a big part of humor is about uh, subverting your expectation, right? Right. It's a, it's about you think it's going to go one way and it goes another, and you laugh like, oh, I didn't expect that. That's not all of humor, but that that is a big component, and you're definitely getting that here.
0: Oh, absolutely. And in the case of something like cut perfectly or even perfect, like if you just look up perfectly cut screams on TikTok, you will get tons of videos that just do that. So you sort of you know what you're getting, but it's still hilarious every time.
1: Yeah. There's got to be, like, a a doctoral thesis in this for somebody.
0: Yes. Like, why is it... Is it the anticipation of the scream Mm -hmm. and then the scream ending, like, cuts the anticipation and then it surprises you and then you laugh? Like, I don't know. But it is... Like I said, it's reliably hilarious. Like, I laugh every time. Even Rich, who is hard to amuse, said in our Discord, quote, that is legit funny.
1: Yeah. Rich (laughs) Rich does not suffer laughter uh, gladly. (laughs) Isn't
0: just... (laughs) <laughs> that's such an awesomely terrible thing to say about th-
1: <laughs> i take
0: it all back i take it rich all back for not uh, to laugh no rich- if at all possible <laughs>
1: rich rich uh rich wants something to actually be funny to laugh at it
0: how about we put it that way? there we go <laughs> it gives him stomach bubbles he just doesn't want to do it <laughs> uh my ah! other, uh, just kidding. I didn't. Try uh, to do a perfectly cut scream.
1: <laughs> perfectly cut uh, live scream. Yeah. New genre, <laughs> new spinoff. I like it. Uh, my other thing for this week is ceramic mouse feet. I'm oh,
0: sorry. What? No. Oh, totally. I just looked at what it is.
1: Yep. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. And these are not new. If you're like, "Oh, I've had ceramic mouse feet for been three years now," uh, good for you. Uh, we're just, you know, letting people know these exist because maybe not everybody's heard about them. Ceramic mouse feet uh, are, especially in the gaming world. Meant to replace the vinyl or whatever sticker as it gets worn down, especially if you're using your mouse a lot in gaming, you're going to wear that down. You replace it with some ceramic ones. They're all over the place. You can buy like sheets of them. I don't yep. know why you'd need sheets because the whole point is that they won't wear down. But okay, maybe you have a lot of mouses. I don't know. Uh, but but you you replace the the pads on your mouse with these little ceramic feet. Uh, they are popular enough that there are whole Reddit threads uh, with people arguing whether they're mm-hmm. stupid or not <laughs> which is you know a thing's a thing always a you, sign you know yep. when you've got a controversy uh, around them but but yeah the the idea is to to kind of it it smooths out the 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 use of the mouse and and it keeps it and it doesn't get worn down because it's ceramic i they're also called mouse skates at porter points out if you oh heard of them. nice um, if you've heard of them referred to that way that's correct
0: I kind of want to float a theory that mice themselves are more of a thing lately. Oh yeah? I, I mean it could be my child who's gotten into gaming. Yeah. But he is super freaking into mice. Like so much so that I'm like, dude, you might need to make a show. You might need to do like an Instagram show where you review them because oh. he's, you know, it's high, like there's like it's all about the grams and does it have the Solid shell or the perforated shell? or Are they interchangeable? And then wireless versus wired, of course. And then there's the like amount, the clicking. And can you do drag clicking or just butterfly clicking? Like, you know, it's like seven different kinds of clicks. And there might be something to this. I'm wondering.
1: When I'm thinking about it, uh, growing up, the mouse as a gaming input was always degraded it was always yeah. looked down upon right like it's better if you use a joystick or it's better if you use wasd uh or it's better if you use a controller you, you mm-hmm. know get a get a console controller wire it into your your computer and so maybe there's the mouse is having its day amongst gamers They're like no mouse is perfectly great we're, we're all trained to use it from birth now so yeah you know yeah maybe there's, there's yeah, there might be something there
0: well, mm-hmm. and certainly he plays a lot of the Minecraft servers, so probably among the like tiny universe of people who are obsessed with all of the Minecraft games, because you have to click really fast in order to swing your sword at someone in order to kill right, them. Right, right. So the PvP Minecraft players are really into clicking and clicking types and mice. Uh <laughs> Producer Rich points out that he could be a mouse influencer, and then Ethan Kane says mousefluencer. <laughs> so I think we got to go reserve that Instagram I think handle that Instagram immediately. Be, yeah,
1: yeah. yeah get that before Which this gets published amazing uh, um, but influencer. that
0: i should say was just a bonus thing because that is not my second thing my second thing is rewatching the sopranos
1: oh really because of the uh the the many saints of newark or the
0: i guess saints so. yes. of newark
1: oh yeah the many saints so I, I said it right the first time
0: i assume that that must be why because i wasn't totally sure why so there was the, there's this new Movie slash show that came out called uh, "The Many Saints of Newark," and it's in movies and on HBO. But I swear that maybe everybody sort of like heard about this when it got announced, and then as a result, everybody started rewatching The Sopranos. But mm-hmm. particularly the kids who previously were rewatching like The Office, <laughs> like all those people who rewatched The Office and all the '90s shows are now rewatching The Sopranos.
1: Well, I think for them, it's just watching.
0: Well, yeah, good point. Not
1: actually. even rewatching, at least for Friends and, and and The Office, and maybe for Sopranos, too. Yeah,
0: and maybe yeah. that's why they're all talking about it, because they've just seen it for the first time. Well, The Many Saints of Newark has had a lot of buzz, a lot of
1: marketing, a lot of press. So even if it didn't make people want to watch The Many Saints of Newark, it definitely got Sopranos into the zeitgeist. Yeah, and then really that did. would get people talking about, oh, I remember when I watched Sopranos, it was so great. I, w- I would meaning to go back and rewatch that, right? I could, I could absolutely see that sort of bubbling up, even if The Many Saints of Newark doesn't end up being watched by that many people, you know?
0: Yeah, I know. And I wonder what the audience will for that will be versus the original show, because I'm definitely seeing a lot more chatter about people rewatching than watching The Many Saints of Newark, maybe mm-hmm. because it doesn't have a very good name. I'm sorry, but it's just too, it sounds like it doesn't sound like a Sopranos thing
1: well sopranos was kind of a weird name too because
0: but it's just one word it's not so many words mm. it's a lot of words yeah i don't know maybe yeah. it's fine yeah. i uh i like some of you in the discord never actually watched the sopranos the first time or i think i watched like the first season but then that was when it was originally out so then it was like two and a half years before the next season came out because hbo just like couldn't be bothered and I so wonder then I gave if up.
1: this leads to people discovering Lilyhammer.
0: Mm. lily hammer if anyone doesn't
1: realize was the first netflix original it was a co-production with Nor- uh, norway's public broadcaster i think um and it starred uh um steven van zant playing his character from the sopranos in witness protection in norway
0: oh awesome huh I, I got all excited because I was hoping it was like a Vikings fantasy show, but I didn't totally see how that related back to The Sopranos. So what you say makes much more sense. <laughs> so much more sense. Oh, my God. And, how funny. And what's great
1: is that it's it's mostly in Norse, right? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, except for Stephen Van Zandt, who, who's trying to learn Norse. So every once in a while, he, he speaks broken Norse. But most of the time, he just talks in English.
0: Oh, my god this is hysterical and evidently lily hammer was com- considered very influential for netflix because it was their first ever did you already just say this first netflix mm-hmm. original
1: yeah yeah it was what? The f-
0: i'm sorry i was du- i was duck duck it paved going in the way for house of
1: cards was their which was their first soul yeah. production because lily hammer was done in in uh in a uh, co-production which they still do all the time squid squid game it was co-production with tvn i think um or Dragon. It was Studio Dragon. But but House of Cards was the first time where they like said, well, this is going to be all Netflix, not going to show anywhere else but Netflix.
0: Right. So interesting. They say it is still influencing the lineup to this day. So fascinating.
1: Yeah, it'll be interesting to see if the Sopranos rewatch trend, how it affects many Saints of Newark, and whether or not it affects Lily Hammer at all.
0: Oh man. I will be so curious to see what That's the Halo effect of. Is, yeah. yeah. Hm, love it. Love it.
1: Well, speaking of nostalgia, Seth sent us an email to feedback Smooth. at it's a thing.me about nostalgia. Uh, we are nostalgic for those of you who used to send us emails and don't. That's not that many of you. A lot, most of you keep sending us emails, <laughs> which is great, but I was just trying to make a transition there. So uh, send us emails, feedback at it's a thing.me. Uh, <laughs> Seth says, Hey, Tom and Molly, love the show. To talk about catalog stores, remember best and the iconic holiday category so early 90s thoughts
0: no what I is don't best? Remember best best well, holiday best category that's like a tough one to google too because or to duck duck because you're just like you just get best holidays of all time and biggest holidays around the world help us anyone afi james yes he says all right best was uh, basically was a showroom
1: Uh, chain of American catalog showroom stores headquartered in Richmond, Virginia Hmm. had 169 best stores and 11 best jewelry was traded on the NASDAQ under best Q.
0: What? Wow. Seth. Amazing. I kind of of vaguely recognize that
1: best logo. I think we had I, I want to associate it with a catalog store that, that sounds like it was exactly the same thing called Doljins. Like maybe Best bought out Doljins right before Best went away.
0: <laughs> but
1: I remember I Dolgens. don't know, but
0: that is fascinating. Yeah, I've never seen this before. I guess it didn't make it all the way to North Dakota or Montana. Although it definitely feels like it would have been a good North Dakota or Montana thing, like a catalog showroom that just had all of the cool stuff. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know, no, I but remember nostalgia.
1: I remember going Email to Belgians because you would just walk in and they'd have like things on the on the shelf, but you couldn't take them. <laughs> you, had, <laughs> you had to ask them if they had them in stock and they'd bring them out or you could order them to be shipped to your house.
0: I like how on Wikipedia there's the terrarium facade of the Hialeah, Florida showroom. <laughs> wow. Boy, they went all out. Nice. Wow. Email us if you do or do not remember the best catalog stores feedback at it's a thing me nancy meanwhile needs to check on the job uh, on a job and possible dystopia thing she says great show this week really appreciated the nuances around the mushrooms history i wanted to thing check says nancy i have been job hunting i got laid off in june i'm sorry and i'm noticing a thing that i do not like one-sided video interviews explanation Twice now, instead of a quick phone call or short Zoom session where you get screened and get a chance to also ask the company rep some questions, I've been asked to record myself answering a list of questions. The first time I did this, I got zero feedback when they said no thanks. The second one was through the LinkedIn system directly and much shorter, but I've already got a bad taste in my mouth. This seems really to make an extra step for the job seeker. Since they get no information themselves and don't even get to see how their answers land. Plus, it just seems to devalue our time and worth as people don't even get to speak to someone. I'm hoping I've just gotten a few outliers and this is not a thing, but wanted to ask the experts.
1: Uh, Okay, so this is video?
0: Yeah, like you have to make a little video Uh, of yourself answering a list of questions that they give you.
1: The rest of this is fine. The rest of this is just an application right when you send in a, there's quite a few times when people say please answer these questions as an application and we'll select people for interview and while i don't love the fact that companies don't get back to you on that sort of thing they mm-hmm. don't generally so this would in my mind anyway be no different than that like hey answer some questions we'll use that to sift out and then we'll call some people for interview but why do you need video for that
0: yeah, that is not cool. And frankly, seems like an easy way to discriminate. Yeah, like, exactly. That should like, be that's borderline legal, in my opinion. Unless, and if unless you, the job
1: calls for something in particular, like like if it was an acting gig, right? When you're like, oh, no, I need to see your emotions and expressions. Mm-hmm. But I'm getting the idea that that maybe Nancy is not applying for that kind of job. This isn't this isn't a video audition or something like that. So, yeah, it doesn't need to be video yeah, I, I could see where you might like. I don't know. You might want to hear the person's answer and hear how they describe it because that that can inform what they mean. And I could see that being helpful. Could also be discriminatory too. But I can see a justification for wanting to hear someone record an answer for a screening process. But video
0: doesn't seem mm, necessary at all, unless you're for most going jobs. for radio. Yeah, I'm looking at Indeed.com and in March 2021. They gave a career and there's a career advice article about video interviews and says live versus pre recorded video interviews and notes that there are times when an employer may use pre recorded video interviews, giving you instructions on how to join it instead of being connected with a person, you'll be prompted to answer interview questions that have been pre recorded or appear in writing on the screen. You'll record your answer to each question. And the employer will review the recording later. There's often a time limit for your answers, and you may be given more than one chance to record each answer. Yeah, see,
1: that's that's a BS way of of, of describing this, right? Yeah, that's it's, gross. And this is why Nancy is upset. They're describing yep. it as an interview. And it's like, no, an interview is when I talk back and forth with someone. Don't totally. try to pretend this is an interview. This is me answering a questionnaire.
0: Yeah, and that's it,
1: and that's fine. That's that's perfectly legitimate. But don't try to pretend it's an interview.
0: It's not. Well, and also and it's annoying to pretend well, it's a, it's screening, an is it's what a it screening. Is what it's It's a screening. There you go. It's Use a screening, but it's a screening term with video. And honestly, like if an I, I just think this is very interesting. Like if an employer asked you to submit a photo along yes. with your resume, right? That would be problematic. That would be concerning. It would be concerning, and I think that if a company is asking you to submit a video screening. That that is also problematic. Now, I am i don't know what – and yeah, At Porter says these are getting more and more common in tech and they're kind of gross. This is a good story for some yeah. kind of tech outlet to do because – and by some kind of, I mean, I'm going to be suggesting this to some producers <laughs> ASAP. As you should, yeah. Because it sounds like it is a thing and it's yucky.
1: And and like I said, I mean, honestly, it should just be a questionnaire. But I could see where some people are like, you know, I don't express myself as well in writing as I do talking. So I would want it might be preferable for me to record my voice, but the, I don't do not see video being in any way no, necessary for almost For most jobs.
0: Yeah, yeah, but it does sound like however, like the bummer answer, Nancy, is that I think we have thing formation that is yeah. in fact real and yeah, yeah.
1: uh Sean has a TV thing check. Uh so is Columbo a thing? Right, Sean. <laughs> I've seen in discords and on Twitter that people are rewatching it and making posts either as themselves or as a character from another show using Columbo's speech patterns and quirks. Has it been released on streaming somewhere so people my age, older millennials and younger are discovering it? Also, I know why one discord I'm in named their Neil Breen meme channel Berries and Breen. Ah. Neil Breen is a bad movie author, responsible for films like Double Down, points out our producer Rich. Thank you, producer Rich. Uh, yes, Columbo is available on streaming. I don't know if it was just added, uh, but it's available on streaming and it's available on uh, like Peacock on the free channel. Uh, it's available on Tubi, which is a free streamer. So it could be people who are like, yeah, I don't want to pay for these streaming things, so I'll just get Tubi or the free Peacock. Run across Columbo like, hmm, let's check this out.
0: Huh. That's I guess a so.
1: I don't know that for sure.
0: Yeah. It, oh, you IMDb know
1: what, TV has it too. Yeah.
0: Kind of what all these things tell me, though, the fact that like Sopranos rewatching is that big of a thing and like Columbo might be a thing and people are talking about it is that like, man, we have just started to enter the nadir of the pandemic entertainment drought. Mm-hmm. That everybody was sort of predicting was going to happen because no one could be filming and so everyone's like starting to like pull from the library.
1: Well, yeah, we the because on Cord Killers we we regularly watch shows and talk about them in Spoiler in Time, a, a separate show that we do for patrons and stuff. There has been a drought over yep. this the uh, leading up into October of new stuff, and then yep. October November we are getting boatloads of stuff uh like like well and and like ted lasso the morning show foundation all just came back uh what we do in the shadows came back bob's burgers is back why the last man just launched succession's Mm -hmm. coming back this month walking keys coming back star trek like it's all going to start piling up and we're going to have the opposite problem by december of like man there's just too much i can't
0: keep up and then we'll be saying like is it a thing that there's like too much tv to watch yeah 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 definitely (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh aussie klutz wrote in with thoughts on any core hi tom and molly discovered your various ventures via hack five and twit in oh. the late knots amazing we were just talking in the pre-show about all the different ways that people are coming to this show uh he says i just wanted to k- jump into the cottage core or any core discussion with aesthetics wiki it can be mm. mildly uncomfortable in some areas but i totally wikipedia sinkhole into it a couple of months ago start with liminal space aesthetics wiki where i guess so it just is, collects all the different kinds of core indeed oh, like Scottish this is all the
1: different kinds it's a fandom which is usually like you know the game of thrones wiki except right. for aesthetics
0: this Aesthet- is amazing oh this is incredible which but, is a
1: transition between two other locations or states of being typically these are abandoned and oftentimes empty a mall at 4 a.m or a school hallway during summer this makes it feel frozen and slightly unsettling, but also familiar to our minds.
0: It's funny because a few weeks ago I was reading an article, like the third one ever, the third one I'd read recently that mentioned the word, that used the word liminal. And I was wondering, like, is the word liminal kind of a thing right now? Did everybody just discover it? Because I feel like it's a William Gibson word, but now it's in the rest of the world.
1: Yeah. It's this uh, is a fascinating. seminal word is liminal.
0: Do not disallowed page subjects on Aesthetics Wiki. Do not add pages for individual K pop idols, groups, or simple similar uh, individual media unless you can prove that they have had significant cultural influence.
1: Unless you can show their a- an aesthetic. Which there are you know rules what? for Some the of core. Them are.
0: Yeah. Oh my God. This is fascinating. Thank you, Aussie Klutz.
1: All right. We got our requisite drift cart racing email from Eric. Yes.
0: <laughs>
1: Eric says, Hey folks. I'm not the best judge of whether or not drifting is a mainstream thing since I've been in the middle of the U.S. drifting scene since the <laughs> early 2000s. But I hope I can shed some light on why you might be seeing more of it. I think the biggest reason is that it's really fun and looks great on camera, which is basically easy mode for content creators. Mm-hmm. People scroll right past vinyl-wrapped supercars, but cool-looking cars going sideways, always a cloud cloud <laughs> crowd-pleaser. <laughs> also a clown pleaser i would assume Uh, there's probably also a pandemic effect since racing was one of the few sports that was able to continue mostly unaffected while everything else was shut down personally can confirm Mm
0: -hmm. in
1: los angeles absolutely (laughs) or Uh, the fact that 90s to zeros nostalgia is real and folks are reliving their fast and furious days or that nascar and sports car racing have been on the decline and professional drifting is an exciting and well-run replacement Uh uh-huh Mm-hmm. Then there's the fact that the typical drift cars are becoming collectible and cool. In fact, the hidden thing here is that 90s Japanese cars are the next big collector car boom. That's what look up I was saying. For, yes, I know. You've been saying this. JDMs. Look up, look up prices for Nissan 240SXs, Mazda RX-7s, and Toyota Supras, and have your mind blown. Yes. Part of it is the aforementioned nostalgia, but another part is that a lot of them are now old enough to clear the U.S. 25-year import ban on cars meaning cars that are uh rare and desirable in America can now be imported from Japan.
0: What? The US has a 25-year import ban on cars. That is such a good story. Yeah, oh and God, anything, that's so anything
1: that's not approved. They they have right. to approve they have to and they sign off on lots of cars. It's not like we don't import cars. We import shit lots no no, i know yeah but cars Uh, of a certain
0: age that was that's but there are
1: certain cars that you couldn't get that were not approved until they're 25 years old
0: this is so cool and i love that it's basically just like nine reasons why drifting is in fact a thing yeah newly by the way if you hear a lot of noise in the backgrounds because my dog is going ape ish trying to eat his do you hear this yeah i do trying to eat the dog bed Why are you trying to eat the dog bed, dog? Don't eat the dog bed. Don't eat the dog bed. Because it's dinner time. That's not a thing. Lord. Oh, my God. I'm so excited about the shout outs right now.
1: Ah, Yes. Shout outs. If you're new to the show, shout outs are uh, given to patrons at the top level on Patreon. If you support us at the the highest level, we appreciate you. We shout you out. But not like other shows where we just say your name. No, No, our producer, Rich, crafts shout outs every week. And this week's shout-outs are based on the Bulbapedia article detailing the biology of the Pokemon Marowak.
0: Which is such a Halloween Pokemon. Like, I'm so excited about this, Rich.
1: Happy October. Here we go. Morris Jones is a bipedal patron with light brown skin and a cream-colored underside. Two small claws, one on each hand, serve as its thumbs, and one large nail on each foot make up their toes. They have a short tail with a small spike near the tip. Benjamin Forrest's head is composed of the skull it once wore as a mask. He can no longer remove the skull, which has become part of its body. Lee Price has two pointed spikes on the back, similar to ears and tiny nostrils on the tip of the snout. Kevin Sill's triangular brown eyes are also located in the skull.
0: Eric Duncan is well known for ferocity with his bone club, which he is said to collect from a hidden graveyard. Jake Woods and his pre-evolved form... Mike Aikens are the only known patrons that can learn bone club and bone meringue upon evolution. Gabrielle Cohen is ferocious and violent an adept combatant that uses the bone. She carries as a weapon and a boomerang having evolved. Joe hood seeks vengeance on his natural enemy, James C Smith, who preys on Louis St. Amour because of his naturally weak and timid demeanor. (laughs) Oh, leave, leave him alone. We really we really do beat up on Louis saint <laughs> I think I think Louis saint Amour may be among our oldest patrons and yeah. gets the uh, uh-huh, yeah. yep. Yeah. But welcome yep. to Morris Jones and Benjamin Forrest. Yeah. Very nice. exciting. Our newest our newest shout out patrons. Hopefully you're enjoying your custom shout outs.
1: Yes. And please. thank you. Clip them out. Share with your friends. Mm-hmm. Um and uh wow. That's, that brings us to, to the, the
0: end of another round of things. Oh, I want to go play Pokemon. Maybe it can come back around. Thank you for listening. Uh, please join our shout out members at any level. Become a member of It's a Thing and get access to our Discord so you can chat live during our tapings. An ad-free RSS feed and more at patreon.com slash it's a thing.
1: You can also email us your things. Feedback at it's a thing dot me. See you next week. Bye. Bye.